0: we No oh.
1: to do a presidential prayer watch update, and uh, we're going to do that. You guys are the audience for that, is it? but it's speaking to all of us, okay, because if you're not a part of that prayer watch, you should be, and you know, there's about a thousand people that have signed up, and we've, I found out there are even prayer groups, you know, prayer calls, conference calls around the nation, around the state, I know of, I don't know about the nation, it could be, but I know there's, they're from all over America that have signed up. And intercessors can grow weary if you don't give them, you know, fresh charge and encouragement. And this, I take this very serious. I believe many prayers have already been heard. And we cannot let the people grow weary praying. Not now. <laughs> Not now. There are wars, there are storms. And so we got to, we also have to address the issues of the day. You guys are going to, you allow me to do that, right? You got. I'm talking to you now before we do this Presidential Prayer Watch. We want to thank you again for uh, being a part of the Presidential Prayer Watch. It's so important that we take a few moments, and this may be a little longer than normal, but I felt it's very important to have this update, especially around the 242nd birthday of our nation. We're a relatively young nation. But also in view of all the things that are going on, the battles that are raging. I saw that a title of a book, the title was All Out War. That's the name of the book. And that's really what's happening right now. It defines what's going on. But, you know, Jesus said that the love of many will grow cold, didn't he? And he said lawlessness will abound. But he also said what's hanging from a banner at the gathering. He said, yes, the nations will rage and the people will plot vain things. But he that sits in the heavens will laugh. So we must know that God knows more of what's going on than what we know. And so we need to listen to heaven. You know, uh, one thing we want to add to our prayer watch, and thank you for we have about a thousand people. We we hope there'll be many more praying in this season. But one thing we want to pray for capital ministries. There's a ministry that holds a weekly Bible study in the White House. First time in a hundred years. A hundred years. And it's an amazing blessing. And uh, this week's Bible study was entitled, Will Jesus Say to You, I Never Knew You? That was, it was opening a quote by Jonathan Edwards. And uh, what's now the president doesn't always attend because he's elsewhere, but he always reads the Bible study. And uh, those on the staff... And I saw on their website, they're offering a book called Rebuilding America, a biblical perspective for making America great again. And we know that for America, we, the Frenchman that told us, for America to be great, we have to be good. So wouldn't it be amazing? You know, God will pour out His Spirit on prayer groups, and we're praying for you guys, and we're going to pray at the end of this, that God will strengthen you and encourage you in this battle that you're in. But wouldn't it be amazing? He just had revival in the White House, you know. And, you know, forget the media; just have revival. When revival breaks up, breaks out, it won't matter. Now, if you've been around here, a part of the gathering and the prayer watch, we've spoken a, a little bit about Numbers twenty-one fourteen, where it says, "The book of the wars of the Lord." I need to review that really quickly. It was a literal account of the battles of God's people along their journey to the promised land. Secondly, it could be, could be possibly one of the books Daniel refers to that will be opened, unsealed at the end of the age. I don't believe it's been closed because there have been battles all through the ages. It's just that in this hour, the characters have changed. Those in the book of the wars of the Lord, that's you and me. If you signed up for the presidential prayer watch. And all of us, we're in this incredible time in history And also, it's the book of the wars of the Lord. Remember, they're His battles. He is the Lord of hosts, the captain of the Lord of hosts. I mean, He's He's God Almighty. And because we serve Him, there'll be battles that we have to be engaged in. Because Psalm 78 speaks of the sons of Ephraim. It said they were armed, carrying bows, and they turned back in the day of battle. We cannot turn back in the day of this battle. We cannot go AWOL. We cannot retreat. You know, it's going to cost you everything to be involved in the battles of the last days. But it will cost you more if you back out of those battles. It will cost our nation greatly. We endure all things for the sake of the elect. It's been spoken that what happens here will happen in the nation. We're not going to back out of the battles. We're going to continue on with the grace of God. Now we understand in case somebody, you know, this video goes on YouTube and they say, what are you Christians going to do? Take up arms? Yes, indeed we are. Just not the arms. Not the arms that you know of. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. Our weapons are not carnal. They're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. And Ephesians talks about the evil day. How many of you know we're living in the evil day? We're going to stand. We've got to fight with the blood of Jesus, the prayer, intercession, and faith, and worship. Now, it's been obvious that through the IG report, the Inspector General's report, that there's a whole lot of things being revealed. You know, that's why all this stuff is going on about immigration, to distract the American people from what's happening, really what's happening. You know, that to me is an amazing thing. You know, do you know Jeremiah was the first one that I can find in the Bible that called the fake news prophets out? He, they, yes, no, really. They accused him of, being, of defecting to the Chaldeans. He stood up and he said, false. That's fake. It's fake news. He wasn't defecting. And you know, anyway, we have to rise up too in this hour. And you know... Do you know, speak, I need just, immigration, do you know that it was God's idea to create the borders? You can read about it in the Bible. Listen, it's not what so-and-so says, it's what God says. God created the boundaries so that we would live in those borders and that we would seek Him and find Him. That's the way, that's what the Word says. I know many in Congress are not concerned about what God says, but the ultimate, His Word will endure, yours won't now you know there've always been attempts to persuade the masses of people and there is now gross deception many of those photos that we saw they were fake photos for a different time a different setting time magazine presented a photo with a girl weeping crying look it up to the big bad president trump and it wasn't even the mother they weren't even separated the father said my daughter's not separated From her mother, fake photos, fake news. Most all the news is fake. But the crowds have always been easily persuaded. What do you think would happen when Barabbas? The crowd said, "Give us Barabbas, a known criminal." And then they crucified Jesus. They persuaded the masses of people, and they know how to do that today. We should pray for all of those around us. Just draw a hundred-mile radius around your house. You guys watching, and just say, "God, we break off the deception." Lord, we ask for, give the people a love for the truth that our nation might be saved. Pray that prayer. Believe God. People don't want to be lied to. Well, maybe some do. Because they're believing the lie. But if you love the truth, you'll be saved. Now, you know those, this is something else. I did not know this. Somebody sent me a text. The the Mexican elections are coming up July the 1st. We need to pray for those elections. The guy that's leading in the polls is a leftist communist, hates Trump, hates America. No wonder they're working in our nation to open the borders. There's far more. It's not about the children. That is a fake sign. It's about much more. It's about open borders. It's about things that go back to the book of Genesis. Now, Newt Gingrich, he said... That when you read this IG report and the things that are being revealed, we discover how close we were to losing our nation. We were about to enter into a captivity, a darkness that most people have no idea about. It's been raging. But now what New didn't say is that God stepped in. Because the people were praying. And because there's a destiny on the nation. There's a destiny on our families, on our children. And God is a God that saves and saves. And he's answered prayer. Now, the deep state is real. How many of you know that? The deep state. It's not just a conspiracy. The conspiracy has been to conceal the conspiracy. To hide the darkness. The real cover-up is covering up what has been covered up. It's a psychological warfare. The people, we're communist nations, where they've gone in to take over. That's what they did. They had... Psychological warfare. That's why we must pray. We must not give up. You know, it's like those who have com- accused the president of collusion were the ones guilty of collusion. They're covering up their collusion, hoping you don't find out, America. We're finding out. I'm telling you. Now, it shouldn't shock us. Satan is the god of this world system. What's new? He's always been a part of... A- And I believe, personally, it's a prelude to the beast system. You know, back to the book of Daniel, it says the wise will understand. And they will shine like the brightness, you know, like the stars forever. The wise, the wicked will not understand. That's why we got to get people from the wicked side to the wise side, the righteous side, the harvest. We must go after the harvest. But those who know... No, the only answer really is the the gospel. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, Isaiah 60. Remember, it says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. We're living in that day. The word arise is the word kum. It means to abide, accomplish, be clearer. We've got to be clearer than we've ever been. Continue, decree, endure, get up, hold, help to lift up. Lift up again, perform, raise up, rear up, remain, rise up again, rise up against, rouse up, stand up, stir up, and succeed. That has to be our heart in this hour. You can't just sit back and say, well, let somebody else do it. We are the somebody else. Now, you're wondering about that from the deep state. I'm going to show you. I came from a background, I just have always believed that The answer to every problem known to man is in God's Word. I've just always believed it. It's just, it's in most of us. If you've been around the younger generation, we're trying to get it in you. Okay? Because it's just the way it is. And if you'll look in Jeremiah chapter 5, I want to show you that this is really amazing. The deep state is described in these scriptures. Now, this is a little bit longer presidential prayer update. Please don't don't turn off yet. Hang on. you got to see this. All right. Chapter 5, verse 23. But this people has a defiant and rebellious heart. They've revoked it and departed. Revolution. There's a revolution going on right now for the soul of America and nations. Mexico. There's things going on all over the earth. And their heart is departed. They do not fear God. Now, some of you are saying... David, that explains the heart of man. It does. But look at the rest of this. Look in verse 26. For among my people are found wicked men. They lie in wait as one who sets snares. This is the deep state. They catch men as a cage is full of birds and their houses are full of deceit. Therefore, they've grown great and they grow rich. They've grown fat and they're sleek. Yes, they overlook the deeds of the wicked. That's exactly what's happening. They overlook. They cover up the deeds of the wicked. And they go after those that did not commit those crimes. It talks about, it goes on and on. God says in verse 29, Shall I not punish them for these same things, says the Lord? But you know what God is most concerned about? Look in verse 30. An astonishing and horrible thing. A fearful thing has happened. Here are the three things. The prophets prophesy falsely. The word falsely is a sham. There are prophets in the media prophesying to Americans every day what's a sham. The church has to rise up and proclaim the truth, regardless of what the cost is. And then it says, the priests rule by their own power. The priests are chief rulers. When men are seeking control, the politics of governance, control. But here's what's scary. It says, and the people love it so. That's many many Americans, but it says, but what will you do in the end? We need to read Jeremiah chapter 5. Now, our hope is not in a man. You in the presidential prayer watch, you know that. Our hope is in God, but God set the man there. Because the rest of that scripture, listen to what it says. This was the deep state. These all of those that have rejected God. It says, the word has become a reproach to them, the word of the Lord. They don't want to hear the word. Also, I've said watchmen over them. Listen to the sound of the trump, bit, trumpet. I know it's a play on words. But he's a sign. He's just a sign. He's given us the opportunity to sound the alarm as the church. So that a great awakening will come rather than great destruction that has been planned. But they said in Jeremiah, but we said we will not listen. And I know there are people that are saying that right now. If anybody's turned on YouTube and they're watching this, they say, we will not listen to the word of the Lord. We are God. No, let me tell you. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. Now, how are we going to... Okay, now I've got to get to the meat. We need to add to our presidential prayer. When Shirley was praying one day, she saw a vision of Daniel in the lion's den. And remember, Daniel... You know, he was thrown into the lion's den. Now, there are lions, liars, right now seeking our president. So, we got to pray. The, the fake news, the fake, the phony politicians that know exactly what they're doing with the immigration issue. It's a smokescreen. They know exactly. They know. Many people don't know because they're just caught up in it. But the fake, the Russian collusion. But what happened to Daniel? Was he devoured by the lions? No. Those who tossed him in, before they even hit the ground, I'm telling you, they were devoured. That's how we have to pray. we got to pray God's Word. Now, Second Timothy, this is where I'm going to close, this presidential prayer watch. Some of you are saying, boy, this is a long one. We're getting close to the birthday of our nation. We have to be serious. You know, and if nobody else is going to speak, we from the gathering are going to speak up. We're going to speak the truth. We're not going to back down. The battle is on our watch. Our forefathers fought and died. They were men and women of godliness and righteousness. We want to we want to we're going to do our part. But anyway, look at this in 2 Timothy chapter 4, remember Paul. Now here's how we can pray. It said, "But the Lord stood with me, verse 17, and strengthened me so that the message might be fully preached." Through me. So we gotta pray. God, let our president remain. Their plan is impeachment. God, we pray all of those plans would be spoiled and foiled and he would fulfill the purpose for which you've raised him up. And then he goes, and Paul said, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Was Paul ever almost thrown to the lions? No. No, because it wasn't, you couldn't even throw a Roman citizen to the lions. You had to behead him. So Paul wasn't going to face the lions, just a beheading. You know, something simple like that. You know. But also the Colosseums, they didn't start throwing Christians to the Lions for till a few years after that. It could have referred, some people believe, to when Paul was standing in trial before Nero. But anyway, we want to pray for our president that those who are throwing him in the pit would they themselves be devoured by the lion. The lion of Judah. And we want to pray that God will strengthen you, encourage you, raise up new groups all over America. I pray a groundswell. Listen, we can't win this battle. The deep state is too entrenched in our nation. There's darkness. Satan is the god of this age. What's new? We know that. So the only way to fight for the soul of a nation or souls of individuals is on our knees and pray and believe in God, calling out to heaven. Heaven is greater than the plans of man. And when we stand on His Word, we have a weapon that will not be diffused. So, Lord, we pray for all of those in the presidential prayer watch. We thank you for them. Give them grace. Send new fire. God, we pray that those who are seeking to throw our president into the lion's pit would be devoured by the lions themselves. We pray that you'll give our nation a love for the truth. God, we know how the media daily is seeking to persuade the masses of people with lies and propaganda every day, almost every story. God, would you raise up a standard in America again? Lord, Send a great awakening to the nation. Lord, set the churches on fire. If the churches are on fire, the people will catch fire. They'll run to the houses of God, wondering what's going on in the land. Because they know they're being lied to in every other way. God, do it. And Lord, those that are bound up, our friends, our sons, our daughters, our family members that are caught up in the deception, open their eyes, God. Give them a love for the truth, that they might be saved. And we know the truth is not about facts or a man or whatever it's the truth it's god jesus is the truth jesus is the way the truth and the life and we thank you for it in jesus strong name god bless you thank you for being a part of the presidential prayer watch well amen we were able to do that let me tell you what guys that ain't easy but thank you for loving me all right loving us now, you're not just an audience. This is not an audience. You know, you are an audience, but you're not. You're the people of God. You're the sons and daughters of God. You have your own commission, your own battles to face. I don't know where you guys are from, but you go back with an anointing. You are an overcomer. You don't let spiritual darkness take over your area. of your. Where are you from anyway? Where are you from? The Space Coast. We're not going to let the devil have Titusville and Cape... Canaveral and Cape Kennedy, and there was a place I Dream of Genie used to live. I can't remember. Yep, Cocoa Beach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a long. That tells us how old we are, you know. I used to watch that. Do anybody else confess you watch I Dream of Genie? Now we know Genie's no good, but still, television was innocent in those days for the most part. You know, they corrupted it later on but well, we need to hear testimonies from Haiti and we got you got time 20 minutes you can do it so come on up let's welcome back are you thank
2: you can everybody just come up front and sit down so so you guys can just pray for the individuals as you look at them cause God's gonna do mighty things in their lives I just like to thank everybody for the prayer and the support that you've given us, um, we needed it. <laughs> we went into a hostile environment. Um, the church we were with was, um, you know, a great covering, whatever. You, but we went to minister in the streets, and God did great things. Um, I don't know how to start really, because there's so much. David, do you just want to share first, bro? This is David part, teacher of the word. <laughs>
3: Thank you. As Dylan said, there are many um, things that we did and many amazing experiences, so I'll just pick a couple and leave the others for some people. Um, yeah, it, was a, it was an amazing experience going to the country of Haiti and being able to just be a part of the ministry that housed us there. There's uh, Pastor Jay, he's visited before, but the man of God who has a church down there and just it's amazing the things that are happening through him. and. One of the positive experiences that we had was every morning, Monday through Friday, they had the um, prayer in the morning from six to seven. And so that was just, I feel like when kind of going out on the mission trip in a lot of ways, it kind of helped refocus my like attention and desires. Because and, I feel like often you get distracted and... You don't really understand and focus. I personally feel I can get distracted by the business of life and whatnot. But just going there and then waking up at 5 a.m. and then going to prayer and just beginning that day with an hour of just praying with hundreds of people who are passionate about God and just the fire that they had really, it was, it was empowering kind of beginning a day and then just then focusing on what, what does God want us to do for this day? What does God want us to do throughout this trip? And just kind of having that time where just... Focus was solely on just trying to pursue God's desire in our life at that time, and I feel like personally that was a one of the most influential aspects of the trip was just allowing me to kind of reexamine where my focuses and desires were in life, and kind of just to refocus more on what God has for me. And so that was an impactful aspect. We also did went to orphanages and street ministry. I'll talk a little bit about street ministry and. I won't tell all the stories, but um, basically there were two times we went out on the streets of Port-au-Prince and broke into three groups with our translators, so like roughly five to six people per group. And we would just go, and translator would ask if the person was Christian, if they wanted prayer, and then we would just minister and just pray and and bless them. And it was an amazing experience because so many people were just hungry and willing, really wanted to be blessed and prayed for by us. And so it was an amazing experience just seeing the kind of the hunger and the desire that the Haitian people who just living on the streets, not with much, but they would welcome us into their house. They tell us to sit down. They, they were so warm and loving and just wanting us to kind of bless them and pray for them. And they'd bring out their five children and say, pray over the children. And of course, there were varying experiences, but a lot of people just really were just so touched to have us come and pray for them. And it was just a, an honor and experience just to kind of go out and be welcomed into other people's houses so willingly and the, because we were there to praise and bless them through the church. And so it was just really impactful going out and just blessing the people we came in contact with. But I guess as I'm coming to a close, as I mentioned, I just, I feel like going on that trip really helped me. Just desire to be more focused in god kind of makes you realize when you cut out all the things in your life that aren't necessary when you come back to it you're like why was i doing that before (laughs) makes you really understand the futility of a lot of kind of meaningless habits and practices that you'd often allow your time to be consumed by so i feel like i really just want to kind of continue with that fire and passion that i experienced in haiti and allow that to not die just because i'm back in my home because there's always people who need us in every day and i just want to try to walk with that fire and passion and commitment to pursuing god's will in my life in the days to come so that's thank you
4: good morning everyone um i'll try to be quick so other people can share as well two of the most impactful things that i experienced was the orphanage and the street ministry and i'll start at the orphanage like when you jump off the bus there was just one little kid, um, and he just jumped jumped into my arms, you know, and I hope you cry too. Um, it's like this kid, he didn't have a concern in the world. He just wanted me to hold him. He just wanted affection. He just wanted my love. He didn't want my money. He didn't want my prayers, you know, and I'm just reminded of like Matthew 18. It's like a picture of us with Jesus, you know. That kid had no, no other concern in the world but being in my arms. That's all he wanted, you know. And in Matthew 18, i got to read it. Jesus says, Except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child and i'm just thinking of that little child the same as the greatest in the kingdom of heaven and that just impacted me so so much this kid all he wanted was my love nothing else he had no agenda he just wanted my love he just wanted to be held i couldn't set him down i couldn't he was if i set him down it was and he make that that face. He just wanted he just wanted to be held, and that that just that impacts me. And I was just like, "That's that's us with Jesus. That's what we we never want him to put us down. We should always want that, always to be in his in his arms. And if he puts us down, it should bother us a lot." It, that little kid. And then it's a the street ministry. Um, It was kind of a cultural experience for me. It's the first time I went to Haiti. Never been there before. So, yes, I wanted to pray for people. I wanted to evangelize some. But I wanted to learn, too, you know. I wanted to get some input from them. And so when I went out, I would ask them, hey, you know, this is my first time in Haiti. Um, What are some things about your country that you think me as an American, I should know? You know, what would you like me to know? Almost every one of them, they had something... They all were concerned about their government, you know, they're like, you know, Haiti's a beautiful country, you know, they would tell me some of the positives, but every one of them would, they were, they would press, we just don't have good government, we don't have good leaders, you know. Um, and they, they showed a lot of gratitude for, for the prayer, and, you know, sometimes the Lord would lead me to bless them financially, and they had a lot of gratitude for that, but the most impactful thing that I experienced that we did for them was prayer. And I'm basing that off their response to me handing the money, their response to the prayers. And, you know, just their response to both. They were more impacted by us praying. And I, and I was, again, I was reminded, like in Matthew 8, where Jesus is in the center, and he says, I have not seen such great a faith in all of Israel. Those people have faith, man. And it's not in Americans, it's not in our money, it's in the name of Jesus. Their faith is in God, and that, that that just so impacted me. It's like, you look around, it's a dead rat and, and feces, and, and just, it's, you look around, and their environment, but when you look in their eyes, you see that faith, man. And that just, it was so impactful to me to look around, and then to look at their environment and their lives, and what they have to go through, and yet they, their faith, their faith, man, it was just, it just touched me, so... Thank you guys for the trip, anybody who prayed for us and and sewed into the trip financially, you know, we all, sometimes we all want a bigger role, sometimes, you know, we can't all go down to Haiti, but we all have a role. The greatest role you can play in the kingdom is God's role for you, you know. So His role for us was to go, physically go be the hands and feet. For some other, His role for you was to sow into this ministry. Or pray for us while we were down there. So just know if you sowed in, if you prayed, you had just as big of a role as we did. Thank you guys for the experience.
5: Hey, uh, I won't take much of your time, but first of all, I did want to say thank you. I really did did feel like we were covered in prayer the whole time. But um, I have two short of things to cover real quickly. Um, I was part of a group of five, I think. It was David, um, Olivia myself, Devin, and Abby Hauser, who is not here, I don't think today, and then Vanille was our um, translator on the streets. And we were just going to houses, and most people would be like, yes, I've accepted um, Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and it is touching because I've had friends who have done missions work in Haiti, and so I definitely see the impact, and if you've done work there, there is an impact. Christianity is spread because of the souls that have given up their time, and their effort to go down there, and, and preach the good news. So it is it is very, it's touching to my heart to see that people have taken that step of faith and accepted Jesus, because there is still persecution if you do, or if you are a Christian there. And so, um, we walked in, it was the second time we were going out, right? And we walked into a lady's house and we just said, hey, have you accepted your Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And she said no, and so Sometimes people would say no, and they'd be like, no, I don't, you can go on, I don't really want to talk to you right now, or I don't want to. They were polite about it, but they were just honest, too. <laughs> and so she said, actually, I do want to accept Jesus as more Lord and Savior. And so she was just talking about how her parents and all her family members are involved in voodoo, and how she's constantly sick because of it, and she just wanted to be um, released from that. So as we were praying for it, it was just really powerful, because... Um, you could tell she was really opening up towards that. And it is a constant battle. Now that she's become a Christian, her, she needs ten times more prayer um, because I'm sure that her family members, aren't, it's not going to go over too well. So I just prayed for her, but that was really cool because um, we all sort of had a, we all had our different prayers. We prayed for her, and she was just really blessed, but it was touching in my heart because it was really the only person that truly gave their life to the Lord while um, my group was doing the street ministry. But... Um, but yeah, it was really touching that. And then when we would go to, uh, we went to the church on the Sunday night, and they just started worshiping. And God sort of gave me a vision of how pure and like pure their worship was, and it was so powerful because they started singing songs. Sometimes just in French, you couldn't understand a single word, and it was just like you could tell the anointing was thick there. Um, it's like over twelve hundred people, and then five hundred people showing up for prayer in the mornings, and it's like they just give of their time. And a lot of these people, they do have work. They do have jobs. They have places to be. But they take up their time to come. And it was just really precious because when they started singing, it was like all everyone starts singing. And it was just so beautiful to see that as being part of a worship team. It's really, really, just uh, touches my heart. But it was just really cool because God gave me a vision of how pure their worship was. There wasn't any like strings attached. and Their only expectations was to be closer to Jesus. So it was just really cool being able to see that, being able to be a part of it. Um, and the street ministry was just it really was a very cool experience but i just thank you for everything that you guys did in order to get us there prayers were were much appreciated so thank you so much And I'll someone else.
6: <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm, li- I'm already crying just listening to it and just like reliving the the week it flew by so fast and um I just have such a heart for those people and um, they're all so beautiful. And uh, so a lot of the stuff was shared. In fact, two of my group members from Street Ministry already talked. So I'm just going to share um, about um, just a kind of an overview. Um, we had the opportunity also to return and do some work in the English schools. And it always blows me away how eager and hungry they are to learn. Um, it, it makes me feel really bad for how much I slacked off in school They know multiple languages. Um, and and they and they want to talk to you They want to conversate with you. They want to hear how you're in, you're pronouncing every little thing They they, they want to know because they know that's their ticket out of poverty And so I was so blessed by just having conversation and being with these people. They have so much to give and when I, when you go on a trip like that, you just sit there and you're like, what am I? Who am I? I have nothing. I can't give these people anything. I can only just love on them and share what Christ gives me. But, I mean, you get more impacted than than what you can even give these people. So um, I had a really cool thing happen to me personally. Um, I was like, Lord, I want, I want a cool testimony. And um, I did not know what I was getting into when I said that. But um, some of you saw on the Facebook page uh, my injury, <laughs> uh, playing soccer with the Haitians. Uh, I just want to say I got the ball out. so. <laughs> but I um, scraped my back up pretty bad, and I injured my hand. There was something out of place, and it was very gnarly looking, just a big, huge lump. If you want, go to the Facebook page. You can see a beautiful picture of it the first night we got together um when i first got off the field like my hand was shaking. i'm like oh no oh no <laughs> so i was like lord i can't do this i can't go the rest of this week because we we're only on day two or three with this hand i mean it was throbbing it was excruciating i could barely move it and um so we went up uh for our devotional like after the day time And um, We started worshiping and I asked Joseph to play the song healer And I mean it was such an awesome time of worship so much freedom in the rooms the Lord was there and um, the Lord told me to have everybody that was ailed with something um, to To have us all get in a circle and then one another just start praying for each other while Joseph continued to play healer and as as we're doing that i mean it was so i'm weeping i'm weeping because it was the presence was so thick and i was like lord i want to see your miracle i want to see you work in me i want to see and he's like just open your eyes and i'm watching my wrist i'm like really watching it like crazy eyes not blinking and i see i just see the my wrist shrink ever so slightly but it was enough for my faith to continue and so that night i went to bed and i said okay lord i'm trusting that it's going to be a little bit better that it's going to be better in the morning And that morning i woke up and the swelling had gone down a little bit but it was still there and so i asked them to wrap my hand so i could worship i didn't want to be sitting here holding my arm i wanted to worship so we wrapped my hand so it was real tight and at lunch i removed the wrap and it was still pretty bad so david potty um, he asked, he was like, well, can I just continue to pray for it? So we sat there for 20 minutes, and he just over and over again prayed for it. And the lump was still there, but the pain had really gone down. I, could, I had a little bit more movement in my hand. So we were like, Let, I was like let's just go pray for every person room to room that's sick, um, that's dealing with some kind of ailment on our team. And so David and I went room to room, and we started collecting people going around with us and praying. And by the end, we had like a team of six. Um, But we prayed for everybody that was ailed, and it was just really cool. Um, We didn't have immediate healings, but the Lord was telling me, use your right hand. And so even um, Olivia, our dear Olivia, who had it the worst, um, when we prayed for her, even though it wasn't immediate results, she still said, oh, I I feel more clear-headed. I can think a little bit better and you know just little little inches and so um it was just really cool seeing the Lord work through our faith and uh, that night after all of that I just believed that by using my right hand in faith that I was gonna get my full healing and that night I was shampooing my hair and I just heard it pop and then it was done everything was back in place (laughs) there's no bruising there's no swelling there's nothing i have full movement and so that was so cool to see the lord work in my life and strengthen my faith to also want to um pray for others and and be used by the lord so um i thank you all for praying with me i posted it on our facebook page and i had such an awesome prayer army um praying with me but um and we thank you for sending us on this trip and uh, trusting us to represent the gathering church Um, it's been um, an awesome trip and we cannot wait to go back and spend more time with these people
2: yeah uh, just yeah you guys you don't realize how much you help financially and in prayer to open the door for the next generation and pass the baton on, so thank you for that. And, you know, one of the things I do is, like, I believe that when we go somewhere, we have a power that cannot be insulted, that's within us. So we don't allow the enemy to turn our humility into humiliation. And I was also just thinking about Benson Itohosa, and there was one time where witch doctors tried to take him on in... in, um, In Benin, and they said, Even if Jesus Christ comes down from heaven, you won't stop us from having our meetings. And then Benson Edosa says, Jesus doesn't need to come down from heaven. That's why I am here. That's why you guys are here. Amen. He has sent the Holy Spirit. So when we go in there, we don't go in there scared of nothing. They're scared of us because we're going to take the kingdom of God to Haiti. Amen. So, you know, and I just asked the Lord to really increase the prophetic in my life, because when you start to prophesy to people and reveal the mysteries of their hearts, they really see the power of God, and then they open up and they receive. So, it first happened on the the first day, we we actually, the first day we got to go to the coast, the beach, because they wanted to bring the, the orphans to come and play with us. And there was about 42, just under 50, I think, kids, and so i didn't really you know um i just want to also thank regina who organized tanya who makes clothes she gave me 200 pairs of clothes for boys and girls so they wanted me to just get pictures so that i could prove that it didn't go on the black market you know what i'm saying (laughs) so but the kids were just having such a good time and I didn't want to interrupt that and make some sort of a formal line of handing out clothes and stuff so I took the one mama aside I said just come I want you to come and she's they started bringing some of the kids individually and I was like I'm gonna do this African style man I'm gonna let them look through the bag and take what they want and get the clothes they want you know and I was just digging through the clothes with them just having a good time and i had this thing in my heart to just give you know in in this country 20 dollars is a lot of money for those people you know and um i gave it to the one mama and i didn't really know what it meant you know i just heard from the lord i should give it to the mama of all the children and you know these people live day by day you know they don't always have a confirmed you know um, income or resources or food you know they live by They live by faith, man. This is acts type of stuff that they live in in this country. It's one of the poorest nations on earth. And later on, after I'd um, given out some of the clothes to them and what have you, that was a real blessing. And um, she came to me and only one of the translators was translating for us. And Abigail was there listening. And just when you hear the voice of God and you act on it, you don't realize what you do. She said... We didn't even know that the kids probably weren't even going to make it there because they didn't have money and then there was no transport. But then she organized transport for a friend who organized a guy to bring a couple of tap-taps, I think, or a bus. And she didn't even have any money for it. So she told the guy by faith, I'll give you the money when you come back. And the exact amount of money that she needed was $20 to pay. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. So you don't realize how much God uses the small little things. And um, so God was really using me in the prophetic a lot. And uh, the street ministry was really amazing because um, the first day I went out with Famia, Abigail's sister. I went out with Kira, Rachel, and uh, I wanted J.B. to come with me because I believe the Lord is going to use him in the prophetic in a powerful way. And um, Micah was with me. So we, we ministered to some people, you know, pray for people. They're very receptive most of the time. And we went into this one shop. We first, there was this one young man there. He seemed to be quite young. So um, I asked him if he wanted to pray. And he said, yeah, come in. But as soon as I, I, cared, I wanted to come in, then there was somebody upstairs and something sort of manifest. He's like, no, you don't come in here. You don't come in here. So when I walked in, I just started praying within myself, taking control of the situation. And then um, he came past, gave me an evil look. Then I stepped out, we prayed for the, the guy. There was a young lady who was getting water or something, I don't know, because her mom was cooking somewhere else down the streets. And I asked her if she wanted prayer or whatever. And she like kind of had like a smirk, like, you know and she grabbed her bucket of water or what have you and then she was walking away and then she looked back at Nathan our translator and she said follow us in Creole so Nathan's like she just told us to follow so then I told everyone let's go let's go and she was walking very fast so we're going through the streets it's very tight you know it's like very tight and then we're just going through and even Nathan didn't even know that area well you know he grew up in the Bahamas in the French Creole section and so he didn't know Port-au-Prince that well And we just went by faith, man, and we knew where we were, and we followed this girl. She took us into the house, and her her mama was busy making some food and what have you. And um, we just started to pray for them. I always let the woman go and and pray, and they were just speaking prophetic things. And then it's like the woman just got on her knees, and the power of God started hitting her. And um, then God gave me a word for them. I started prophesying over them. And... um, The one girl, like, when I said something to her about men in her life, she, like, laughed about it, you know. But the the brother was even in the background listening to what was going on. So when he heard what was going on, um, he came forward. We started ministering to him. God gave me a word, and, and the accuracy was amazing. I was just like, thank God for this. And then she was laughing because she's like, what you just told me I was praying to God about last night. I was praying to the Lord about it last night. So you see, it's like even Nathan, the translator, he's like, he was really touched because they made a remark um, before we left. They said, do you guys have candy? I was like, we don't have candy. We're not bringing candy to Haiti. I mean, it's nice to give kids candy and stuff, but we got something better to give. Amen? Candy's not going to get them out of their situation. We're not going to walk through the streets and give kids candy. We go in there to break strongholds and pull them down, and bring the kingdom of God to people. So even the translators—just they were even telling me and affirming me—like your group is different, man. You guys are different. You know, even Vanel, who was with Devon's group, he said, "Man, I struggled to not cry when I was translating because of the power of God, and the street ministry was just so amazing." Um, you know just the lives that were touched the second day um i went out again with nathan and one of the most powerful things that happened was you know two really good things i started getting like a heart pain the day before so i was just like i never have heart problems you know you know when you're like and you struggle to breathe problem because you got that pain in your heart and um we've there was a woman actually that we were praying for and like you know I know that happens of people where they get pains in their body or what have you and they feel like there's somebody that God wants to lead them to pray that never happened to me before and when she told me about it I was like in my spirit I was just like that's why you've been getting heart pain just by faith believe that didn't I, I told her that prayed for her or what have you um my heart pain left immediately after that which was amazing so she even told us she was just feeling strong right now. She was like, I don't feel any pain at all right now, but you know, by faith, we believe that we, pl- we planted that seed. We carried on walking, and I don't even remember if it was Micah, because the second day I, w- I wanted Micah and, and Jabez to greet the people and engage them. I wasn't going to do it, I wanted them to. And I can't remember, but there were two ladies on the stairs, and the one just came to sell some vegetables to the one young lady, and, um, so we prayed for the first one and then the young lady invited us up into her house so as we went in there um carla came with us that day was so powerful and the girl carla kira and um rachel were ministering to her and just starting to pray for her and me jabez and micah just started to break out in violent tongues man i was marching around the house just you know taking dominion over that place rebuking every foul spirit that comes up against her household and the power of god just started to hit her and she started to weep so intensely it's like she was receiving deliverance as the girls were laying hands on her so we started to speak into her life prophetically i think all of us had a word for her um the powerful thing that happened was um her mother had just died the father had come the day before and taken the children away from her, because in some of these countries, for them, if the child doesn't um, have certain elders or what have you, or a father in the household, he's just an orphan. So the father said, my child will not grow up as an orphan. So now she's been left in this household, the mummer of the house and the authority of the house has gone, <laughs> gone home. And um, she told the Lord while well, she was listening to the radio station, took the girls into her room and then we followed and, what, and she's talking to us about how the radio station ministers to her. And uh, she's like, Lord, I want you to do something in my life. And um, she walked out, went down to the stairs and we came around the corner and we started ministering to her. So praise God for that. And... we don't realize how important it is to just hear the spirit of god and to flow in the spirits and you know i'm just so touched you know in that nation it's a fatherless nation you know when we stopped at that orphanage um the children just k- kids are usually scared of me you know maybe it's my beard and hair or whatever <laughs> but these kids just came to us you know and some of them with the the infirmities they have and the malnutrition and the one kid, you know, I just want to encourage you guys who is ever supporting Haiti and stuff, um, they need food, they need education it's a country that's stuck in the middle of the Caribbean where English and Spanish is prominent Um, they're black folks, they already experience a lot of racism from neighboring countries So English is a very important thing for them to learn. And just investing with food and and finances, investing yourselves into that nation, I think that's what also God has been giving to each and every one of us, is a vision for these nations. And for me as an African, I see little Africa stuck in the Caribbean. And it just meant so much to me when the people told us we were different. And then sometimes they would speak Creole to me by mistake because they think I'm like them. You know. So just remember that when you go into these nations, you know these people need our help. What's the use if we bid them Godspeed, but we don't give them clothes, we don't give them food. And those children just wanted love. They just wanted love. And when the one kid, James, slipped some sweets into my pocket... And he would point me in the direction. He took me up to the, the balcony. And for them, their life is just like a space smaller than this church. They never go out into the streets. And he would look over the balcony and point at the trees. And because, and, you know, he wants to be free. And I just started to weep. I just, cause I just was so proud of everybody for not weeping because it's their kids, the kids' moment to play with us. But I just started to weep. And I just want to thank you guys just for giving us that experience. You know, just seeing Amir, 12 years old, walking through Port-au-Prince, ministering to people. You don't know the doors that you guys have opened for, these, for this youth. And to see that the sacrifices of the Lord is a broken and a contrite spirit. Amen. And God is breaking some things in our lives and He was breaking some things in my life. And I was getting soft and soft for these people. But we've also got to stay strong when we go in these nations because, you know, people need us to be strong for them. Amen. And we know the situation also in America is tough of children. Children are so important. They need love. I mean, yes, Savannah, she works with kids in, in, in the States and she just tells me terrible stories about what's going on in the home. So people need us to be strong. Amen. So thank you for that. And. You know, I was even praying, and I I saw you, David Jones. so funny that you're here today. And I just remember you talking about humility, and I saw you in the Spirit, and I just see that the fear of the Lord is going to come off the pulpit from you, and people are going to start to break down. The power of God is going to be in a whole new level. And I saw it, and I'm so happy you're here today. Bless you guys, and thank you for everything, and all the support and the praise. We couldn't have done it without you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen.